Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Ksenia. And we're the co-founders of Leone, a virtual skincare consultancy designed to help you understand your skin and what products to buy. This is our podcast, The Skin Interview, bringing you open, honest conversations around the noisy skincare industry. Want the lowdown on current skincare hot topics and key products to look out for? Each week, we interview industry brand authorities, personalities, and some of our go-to skin gurus covering the topics that really matter. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Skin Interview. This is part two of our season two recap, where we're going to basically go through the highlights of some of our episodes, which is really fun. So if you missed the first time, then you um, can get a highlight here and maybe it will pique your interest to go back and listen to the full episodes. But how are you, Xen? Me, I'm good. I'm still, I'm always saying I'm still in Geneva as if I was like planning to come back, but it's just my location now. <laughs> so I have to get used to it. But I'm in Geneva and the weather has been absolutely horrible for the last five days. It was raining, 17 degrees, like at night would be cold. Like, you know, when when you have those clouds where you really don't see the light through yeah. the clouds, yeah. it was like that for five days, like quite dark, you know? So London. <laughs> Exactly. And um, thankfully, the, it's getting nicer from tomorrow. It's going to be 27 degrees. It's going to be sunny all week. So I really look forward to it. And I feel that with my skin, um, it has been quite good because, you know, I stayed home. Like we, we, Harold also lives in the countryside, his parents. So I had like a bit of fresh air, etc. And I didn't do pretty much. So I didn't like wear any makeup, etc. So I feel like it was a nice break for my skin. But I did feel that with the humidity level, it was a bit more plump, you know, than usual. So I didn't have to, like, I wasn't using too much layers, if, if you know what I mean, because yeah. it felt like quite, quite moist, you know, outside. I love that. Um, but my skin is doing well. I still have like sometimes unusual breakout, which is so annoying. And the baby is but what no. size this week? So the baby this week, good question. Oh, it's a cabbage. <laughs> Oh, cute. I love cabbage. And your baby can hear you, but know that it's muffled because the ears are still covered in Vernix Casoesa. I don't know if that's relevant for the podcast. That waxy protective coating on the skin so you can hear us. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like the baby's going to know my voice because we talk all the time. Sure. So I think you, Harold, and me. Yeah. It's going to be like very used to to those voices. The baby will know will know me already. We're already we're already fast friends. And you, That's Meg's exciting. So me, I actually got to have a um, really exciting treatment yesterday. So we're starting a treatment series on our Instagram, where we're going to be going around London. Uh, so for those of you who are based in London, I'm going to be trying a few different treatments. If you're not based in London, it's still probably interesting to know about because you'll be able to find these type of treatments where you are as well. Um, but we get loads of questions about dermaplaning and I've received dermaplaning before, but it was years ago. And so this specific facial, it was with Dr. David Jack and it was called the Egyptian facial. And there's some marketing stuff around it that basically says like Cleopatra was known for like using enzyme, like fruit enzyme peels and, uh, shaving her face or something. I don't really know if that's true, but I love the marketing. I was like, great. I'm doing what Cleopatra did. Um, but what they did was a, uh, mandelic and lactic peel on my skin. And so there was some heat, you know, it wasn't like the most comfortable, but there's no downtime for this peel. It's not a super intense one. And yeah, then, I was about to ask because you, with your skin, you have to be super careful with peels, etc. 
Yes. So we did a consultation before, um, we went in to the, to the treatment room and she was like, you know, it was, it was bespoke to me, the, the peels Mm -hmm. that they were doing, you know, if it would have been somebody who has, you know, more mature skin or maybe not as, uh, sensitized as mine, I think that they would have done different things. But, uh, for me, actually a little bit of heat, but nothing crazy. And then she, I have a wedding that I'm meant to be going to on Saturday. Let's cross our fingers that I can actually go because everyone needs to get PCR tests and all these things now these days. Um, but I was like, I do have a wedding, so can we not go crazy on the extraction? So I'm not, you know, all red. Um, and she said, yes. So then some extractions and then we did, um, like what they call it antioxidant infusion, which really I think was just them putting on their antioxidant products. But I have to say they put on their antioxidant products and their SPF and my skin was glowing immediately after for the rest of the day. And today, I don't know if you can see it, Xen, but really I'm glowing. Like I'm, I have to say I'm glowing. So great. It's always the next day that you see the best results with uh, facial treatments. It's always the next day. Yeah. Good thing. I'm not leaving my house today then. Um, No one gets to see it except for you, but yeah, the derma planning is amazing. And just for your makeup and stuff, it does make things go on so much easier. Um, and I have like, you know, kind of some peach fuzz, which peach fuzz is normal everyone. So don't feel like you need to be, you know, this isn't like a 100% necessary treatment, but it's definitely a treat. And I asked her about at home derma planning and her personal opinion on it. And she is very skeptical only because of human error, because people get too excited. They do it too often, et cetera. So mm-hmm. if you're going to, you know, kind of want to do dermaplaning, it's 150 pounds actually at Dr. David Jack's just for dermaplaning. So, you know, it lasts six to eight weeks. I think it's a pretty reasonable price for that. So yeah. Anyway, that's, yeah. that's quite good. Cool. And that's your amazing. skin before the facial, how was it? So dehydrated, so dehydrated. It is so dehydrated that it's like that bumpiness. Um, partly because I've been drinking lots of coffees and I did, I've reverted back slightly to my old ways. I've had two like pretty late nights and yeah, I think that it just, it's all down to my sleep and how much water I'm drinking and how my rosacea is doing. So yeah, pretty dehydrated. Not missing that. I'm really not missing that. I love going to bed early. You know, it's so cool when you're pregnant because you always have an excuse. I was telling this to my friends yesterday. Like, if you really don't want to go somewhere, don't do something. No one's going to blame you. They're just like, yeah, just go home. It's fine. Don't worry. That's your dream. It's crazy. It's so nice. So we did part one last time. So you guys can go and listen to the first half of the season if you want to. Um, But we're going to dive right in with rituals over routine with wild source. This is a, this is yes. an interesting episode, Xenia. It was very, very interesting. So it was with the brand Wild Source, which I don't know if you saw, it's at Liberty now. They have like different, they're a bit more present and they're very strong with their like oil ingredients mm-hmm. and natural ingredients, etc. So it was very amazing to have the founder, Kate Roth, on the podcast. And we really spent spoke about how basically you can incorporate routines with the products that you're using and how important it is actually to do that to really ensure you know that you're taking uh, like you're not limiting your routine to only product application that actually behind every routine like it's not it's not at all about like applying just a product and then go go to sleep for example start your day it's really more about um, have a ritual behind have some mindfulness behind 
to really appreciate that moment because even taking those, you know, two, three minutes and trying to be as relaxed as possible and try to do like to do your routine very gently and, and you know, inhale the products to smell them if you use any oils. And the way also you cleanse your skin, we really talked about that a lot because it's true that when you, you know, double cleanse your skin or when you use a muslin club, there's nothing like this. For me, there's this feeling is unbeatable. Like you just feel great after you're like, oh, like my day is finished. Like I removed everything. I don't have any makeup on my skin. And so she just explained a little bit how um, you can incorporate those routines behind to really make sure that even during those five minutes, you're still doing something also for your wellness, for your well-being. Uh, and we also talked about how, you know, um, the COVID has impacted this a lot too. People are becoming more mindful of the routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, and, and I think, you know, it was pretty around that. It was a very interesting subject. I think she's great. She really built something, a brand that is very strong, and I'm sure it's going to go really far. They're um, in Liberty now. They're, they're then, a brand that Sarah, yeah, Sarah Coonan highlighted, um, wild source there in Liberty now. And I have to say that I, um, use their facial oil when we were in Portugal to, together, Xen, and I absolutely loved it. It's so nice. It's super gentle. You know, it's not like it doesn't contain any irritants, et cetera. It's, it's really like extremely well formulated. Yeah. And also what's interesting behind the brand is that it's not just about their products. It's really like they, they encompass the mindfulness and you know, how, how do you have to apply products, et cetera. And, and it's, it's part of their ethos of the core of the brand, which I think is interesting now, you know, to, to have those type of like strong brands that we are as mindful as skincare. Yeah. And if you go on their website or on the Instagram too, um, you can see like different tips, tricks on how to like include those different like relaxation, relaxation while you do your routine. So it's very interesting. And I really recommend anyone to, to have a look at it. I did after and actually it changed including those little, you know, steps in your routine. It doesn't take that much time, but it does make a very big difference on your well-being. Uh, so, yeah, so that was the podcast. It was really about that. And uh, you know me, for me, it was like one of the, one of my favorite subjects. So it was incredible. Yeah. I think for you, it was, it's like the perfect match. That brand goes with you. I, I think that the brand goes really well with Liberty too. I think that you can just tell the vibe of the brand. But yeah, I, I enjoyed using it and I, I don't think I could use all of their products, but I love the cleansing oil. And I think I actually was having a conversation for a podcast that we're doing in season three. I won't reveal who, but um, it was a good conversation about ritual and, you know, the, the fact that it is okay sometimes to, to have those ritual products um, in your routine because skincare should be fun and it should be about wellness. And so I think sometimes I take things a bit too seriously with my science backed brands, but it's nice to mix in a few. But it's nice to have you to have you doing that and me more the mindful thing because then we can mix and match, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're a great combination. So the next episode was actually with one of my one of my favorite brands, Shantakai. And I I think that I have this like thing for Shantakai because it was really my first kind of skincare brand that I used their skincare products and I also used their makeup. Like all my makeup when I was younger, and even now I still use tons of their makeup, but it was from Shantakai. So it's like really like hits hits me in my heart, you know. But we talked about uh, anti pollution with uh, John, who is their head of education, and he, you know, described it very very well. What pollution is, why we should be worrying about it, and the reasons that we need products that are going to protect against pollution, which ultimately causes free radical damage which leads to premature skin aging. And so 
they, I remember being in space and K a couple years ago and I saw the new Shantikai products and it was all about anti-pollution and they were the first ones to really come out with this like kind of marketing around, around pollution. And so it was really clever. I think that Sylvie, their, their founders really great at looking forward at the trends that will be coming and, you know, being, being at the forefront, but we talked through their products. I have been using their, um, their serum. That's an, it's like an anti-pollution hydrating serum and also blocks against blue light. I've been using that since the episode and I love it. Um, I've also been using, they sent me this mist, this rose mist that I've been using as well, which I apply before I put on my hydrating serum or my serums just so that they soak in a bit better. You know, it was a really interesting episode about, about a subject that doesn't get a lot of airtime, but it's something that especially in London and just in general, living in the world that we live in now is something that should be talked about more. And I do fear that there is a lot of marketing around this because you have to remember that if you're using antioxidants, you are technically protecting against anti-pollution and, Mm -hmm. and that free radical damage. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to get a product that says specifically on it anti-pollution, but I love Shantikai's products. I think they're an incredible luxury brand. And I also love the ethos, you know, they're very environmentally conscious and yeah, I I just think that it, it was a good episode. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I think it was very good and super insightful about pollution too. And I completely agree with you. I think it was one of the first, you know, skincare brand that really highlighted that specific concern, you know, because everyone was talking about protecting your skin, SPF, et cetera. But like most of the people, like most of us, we don't really know why we do this. And when you learn more about pollution, like well, when we did also during our course, I don't know if you remember, like all those different elements and practicals you have in the air that, you know, mostly like, oh yeah, pollution is from cars, but there's so many different other things that can have an impact on your skin. And it's crazy to see how like chemically speaking, one ingredient, you know, can really respond by controlling or by absorbing, you know, one specific chemical that's in the air. So that's why like it's so smart to have this type of formulation because they do really, they really act like a shield on your skin, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, So yeah, no, me, I loved it. I think it was super insightful. It was great. Yeah. And love, Um, love the Shantikai products. They're more expensive, but if you're the type of person, like they just have this, like, I don't know, they're branding. It's, it's a type of person I can like see them on the street and be like, oh, they would love Shantikai. But yeah, I think that it's just a lovely, lovely brand. So, and it's still Mm -hmm. a small brand in terms of, their team is all, you know, really UK based and it's still family owned, which nowadays yeah. is really hard to find because you think of them as like a big brand um, yeah. because they are incredible and they're in a lot of places, but they're still family owned. And I love that mm-hmm. about them. Yeah. Okay. So that was great, Max. But I think that the next episode you did, and honestly, when we had this opportunity, so when we, we, we reach out to, to face Jim, for me, there was absolutely no doubt that you should be doing this podcast because... <laughs> you're like their best clients you love it so much you recommend it so much I do recommend it too a lot um so yeah and I think that you absolutely love that episode too I was nervous like I was starstruck by Inga because I followed her for so long and I think you know like even like micro influencers and these people, like if you follow them and you know their story and you know all these things about them, but you don't personally know them, then when you meet them, you're a bit starstruck. Like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's like, I don't know, Margot Robbie or, or her, for me, she's like really an incredible female entrepreneur. And so I was sweating, nervous about this episode, but it went so well. And she was so friendly 
and just really on it. And you can just tell when you speak to her that she is so passionate and so believes, um, has such conviction when she speaks about her brand, which I feel like you and I both, when we talk about what we do, that really shines through too. So to talk to a founder that they so believe in what they're doing and really want to make it a difference. Like I think that her main concern and pet peeve about the industry is that you would go to get a facial or get to get these kind of tweakments. And all of a sudden you go in and they're like, well, we need to do this and this and this, and we can do a little lift here and a little pull there. And, and, and all of a sudden you're, you're, you go home and you're looking in the mirror and you're thinking, okay, do I need like more, do I need filler under my eye? Do I need this? Like, what do I need to do? And so she said, but there was no, um, nobody who was focusing on like what, what you could do holistically or what you could do at home to, you know, get, get similar effects. And so that's where face gym came from. And she asked me a question in the episode. She was like, so do you know one of the names of the, the muscles in your face? And I'm going, I'm like thinking back, like all of a sudden my like wheels are turning and I'm already nervous and I'm going, Oh my God, do I like, what are the names of the muscles in the face? What I learned about this in advanced skin science. And then I was like, actually we didn't, we talk about the layers of the skin. We talk about the physiology of the skin, but we don't talk about what's really underneath and the muscles in your skin. And so it's just a real gap in education and something that's missing. And so she said, exactly. I mean, that's, she was like, I'm not trying to call you out. I, you wouldn't know, but yeah, I thought it was so interesting. And she, you know, talks about just the way that they kind of grew in lockdown, which was so amazing. They were doing these tutorials of how to do stuff at home. And it was, you know, again, part of this kind of wellness ritual and taking care of yourself. And now I, I do my little, you know, kind of massages and stuff and it actually feels so nice. And yesterday when I was getting the treatment, she was doing a few different techniques that, you know, face gym does, which I think that you do get sometimes when you go for a normal facial anyways, but we talked about that. And then we went into their new product range, which is great because it, all of the products work with facial massage. So some products, they soak into your skin like so quickly. And so you start to massage things in and it's just gone. The product's not, it doesn't have enough slip is what she was saying. And so their cleanser, I'm still fully obsessed with. It's the, I can't explain the texture. I tried, I did like a video on our Instagram about it. (laughs) It's an amazing, amazing electrolyte cleanser. And the ingredients are really smart because there's some like enzyme exfoliants and stuff in it. And then we also talked through their hydrating serum, which is great. I think it's a little bit too light for me. I still, but I love a thick hydrating mm-hmm. serum. And then their moisturizer and also this kind of oil that they use, which I think is really nice as well. And so some really great products. She's done some incredible packaging. Nothing has been left out like of this. She's really thought about it and she's been in the industry, you know, for a long time now. So I thought that it was just incredible to learn learn from her. And yeah, I definitely have kind of changed my little, like I take more time on my, you know, facial massage. And actually I got a tool from Shantakai. It's microcurrent kind of tool as well that I'm doing in bed for like three minutes on each side after that episode. Great with all the different tools and massage, et cetera. I know. Who am I? But nighttime is for me, you know, morning, morning I suck, but nighttime is my thing. So if Mm -hmm. I, because I take like way too much time to get ready for bed because I don't like going to sleep. But anyways, it was, it was an honor to have her on the podcast. Not that, not that there's, you know, that we haven't been honored with the other guests, but this was, I was starstruck. I really kind of idolize her. Do you do your facial massages, Xen? 
No, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not saying anything because uh, I'm just thinking in my head that I should be doing them more now. And especially now, you know, like I, I feel like if I do them now, it might help with the tiredness and the dullness I might experience when I get birth on my skin. Well, but you know, it's interesting because they do these like before and afters and even in a treatment, like I will say the effects after a face gym treatment, like you need to keep going to see a difference. Mm -hmm. Like, and then once you stop, it's kind of like, you know, that new face tool, like it's really great when you're using it, but then when you stop, like the effects kind of stop. So it is something that you need to upkeep. And it's, I mean, it is like a workout. And I know that that's their whole branding is like, it's a workout. You need to work out, you work out your other muscles. You need to work out the muscles in your face. Um, but it is something you have to like upkeep, but yeah, after a face gym session, I, people ask me, they're like, Oh my God, you look so fresh. I'm like, yeah, well, I just had like my literally been beaten up on my face because it's not, it's not that relaxing. I will say, but the results are great. So, so cool. Now I'm going to do them more for sure. Yeah. And I noticed too, you know, like the thing with messages is that I think it's so undervalued because also like there's like, it's true that when you look at the different studies, et cetera, and how it helps, you know, like, because the people, people, I feel like studies nowadays, they really analyze the benefits of face message the same way that analyze benefits of ingredients. So for sure, it's not going to deliver the same thing, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that for a more like holistic approach or just to like waken up a little bit more your skin, get the blood flow going, it does make a huge difference. Yeah. Um, because people for sure. go for massages. I mean, people go for massages even once a week to get blood flowing. Mm-hmm. It's great for circulation. Like it's just great for overall, you know, water retention, all of those things. And so your face is not any different in that, in that case, yeah. you know, yeah. and I will say when I go for a massage and they like start, you know, with my head and sometimes they'll do like, you know, a little bit around your like neck and but no one ever really focused on your face because it's a totally different kind of thing, but Completely. yeah, definite cool. gap in the market that she identified there. So there you go. Cool. I think more will follow for sure. So the Aurelia. next, episode, yes, it was Aurelia skincare. Again, I was so, so happy uh, to have this brand on board because I love it so much. I feel like I'm so biased every time we speak about a brand <laughs> that we have on our podcast. Well, because we but, do, uh, guys, yeah. we do. We don't just have any brand. I think that's the, no, that's the thing true. as well is we're not actually paid by brands to do these podcasts. We like, like them and we get excited by them. So yeah. it's always like a great conversation, you know, once yeah, we Yeah, it's always them. something that we do love because that's exactly. why we're having them on. But um, I spoke to Antonia Knox, who's head of brand at Aurelia, London. And we spoke about different, like, different ways you can consider an active ingredient. So really everything about active ingredients. And to be honest with you, like when I first imagined this podcast, I thought like, oh, okay, we're going to speak about like, you know, antioxidants and stimulant ingredients, you know, that retinol, like quite classical ingredients. And I think it was so insightful also from my side, because actually we tend to forget that even anti-inflammatory ingredients can be also active because in a way they also help you to, you know, imagine inflammation level in your skin and calm the redness down. So it is like quite an active ingredient too. And so it was very interesting to hear from their sides what they consider and what they have as active ingredients um, in Aurelia London. We spoke about probiotics. Uh, we spoke also about, um, you know, uh, Bakuchol, CBD also that they try to include. And I think that they've been quite smart, uh, actually very smart, because they 
really start with probiotics. And for them, probiotics is, you know, an amazing ingredient, an amazing anti-inflammatory ingredient that helps to, you know, so many different things, replenish the biofunction of your skin, making sure that the acid mental is balanced, um, et cetera. So it does really help to reset the skin. And it's a great ingredient to incorporate too, if you do use other type of more active, active ingredients like vitamin C, retinol, et cetera, because it does help to just rebalance your skin in that way. Um, and so they wanted to say in the same type of, you know, have the same type of ingredients. So they included CBD, which is very anti-inflammatory too. They include bacuchol, which is sort of like a retinol, but not a retinol, but yeah. completely safe for sensitive skin, etc. I love, I can use bacuchol and I really love it. Yeah. The Medicaid no, actually has really a really good. nice, um, Medicaid has a really nice bacuchol. Yeah. And so now it's, so the conversation was extremely, extremely interesting um, and I have to say that Antonia, she knows so much about, you know, not only her products or the brand, like everything about every single ingredient. And she speaks beautifully. So if you listen to the podcast, you know, like as if she's reading a book, basically, but she's like completely natural, you know, which is crazy. I was like, oh, my God, I have to. I have, train, you know, I have to train. Exactly. No, but you I, know, I some like, people are like, you know, eyes like that. So like, whoa. I know some people, they really captivate you in that way. And I really, mm-hmm. I, I definitely noticed that with some of our, with some of our guests, you could just sit back and listen and you almost forget that you're, you're supposed to be engaging and responding, you know, because you're just so involved <laughs> exactly. in what they're saying. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so now, so it was great, you know, to discover this other type part of active ingredients, you know, and to really consider them also like realize also through the podcast, but even with us, we do this naturally, you know, in our skin session, we do, we do like construct and create a skincare regime that has a balanced type of active ingredients. We're never going to, you know, recommend retinol without thinking like how we're going to balance that with something else in our skincare regime. So the way they develop this brand, it's really like, if you want to have this type of cocooning, softening type of like product to add in your skincare regime that is a bit already a bit, you know, active. Yeah. Like I felt that it was quite niche, you know, the way they approached with their ingredients, the, the, the selection that they made, if it makes sense. Yes. So it was so, so interesting. I honestly, it was very interesting. And, uh, and yeah, and we talked about how to have a balanced skincare regime, making sure, you know, that you have something that is anti-inflammatory, but at some, the same time have something that is stimulant. And something also interesting that she mentioned with Bakuchol is that, um, you know, Bakuchol can even be used as an alternative to retinol during summer because with retinol, you know, your skin gets a bit, there's a bit more chance that it gets sensitive and also photosensitive. So, you know, it can basically like it can just overstimulate a bit more your skin. So it's quite good, you know, for some people to just use a Bakuchol for like three months during summer and then go back to the retinol too, which I thought was like a smart thing to do also, you know, like to just to make sure you adapt with the seasons, et cetera. So yeah, so yeah, it was, no, it was amazing. I really loved this conversation. Yeah, I loved it too. And I I agree. She does speak really beautifully with retinol um, because I was speaking to someone the other day and it was really like, it was really their core, core thing that they recommend to people. Obviously there's SPF and a cleanser, but it was really their core. Just out of curiosity, is it one of your like core ingredients that you feel like every, every, everyone needs to have? I think that the way retinol works on your skin, it's just amazing for any skin types. And especially from 25 years old, let's say, it really is an amazing ingredient to have because it's the most studied one in terms of anti-aging effects, like how it can help to stimulate the skin, how it helps to to just have a, a better skin texture, etc. 
So I would say it's an important ingredient, but I would also say that, you know, for certain skins, and it's not true, like, yes, you can build the usage, yes, you can have different strength, it still cannot just work, you know, for certain skins, still, mm-hmm. it's still like, it doesn't fit. But I think that having that step, like very stimulating, like that type of treatment, I think is essential in any skin regime, but I don't think that it has to be for sure, retinol. It can be, mm-hmm. for example, a good azelaic acid, for example, you know, if some people have more sensitive, like more redness on their skin, it could be uh, a really good bakuchul too. So you can easily like find something else that works for your skin. But I wouldn't say that retinol, the ingredient itself, is like a necessity in any skincare regime. I think it really depends on every skin. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I'm, you know, it's one of those things where I think my opinions of ingredients, they do tend to kind of change a little bit based on, you know, feedback from clients that we've gotten over the years. And I recommend a lot of retinol, um, to people, especially, you know, more mature skins. But I think because of my own personal experience, and this is where, you know, we all have our own kind of personal bias. And this is why it's great to match with a mentor that shares your kind of same skin is because they've tried a lot of different things and it's, you can bring that personal experience. I just, I've had difficulty with a lot of product formulations that have it in there. However, having said that, retinol palmitate is something that's in pretty much all of my Exuvian's products that I use. Um, And so it is something that I'm using day in, day out, even in your morning routine, sometimes in a formulation, there will be small amounts of retinol palmitate, for example, in an antioxidant serum. And you might not know that you're using retinol and you are. So I don't have a, a, a definitive answer to it, but I just thought it was really interesting because this this conversation was very much like one, two, three, four, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, and I like that the straightforwardness and the argument was, was perfectly, you know, it was, it was there and I understood where, um, where this person was coming from completely. And so it just, yeah, it sparked my interest. And so I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. No, it's interesting. We could yeah. do a, I think it would be super interesting to do a podcast about retinol. Because people it are would so be. Yeah. And there's a, there's a podcast in season three guys that, that we will, we delve much deeper into, into the subject that I've, um, mm-hmm. that I've recorded. So yeah, the last episode we've done Megs, um, actually I did it is the ultraviolet one. I really I, fought again, for this brand. Yeah. I, I really, really fought, fought for it. it. <laughs> we really did. We really did because uh, it's the new upcoming trendy SPF brand. You know, they're taking over a little bit super goop mm-hmm. um, with their like clever formulation, etc. And they're really part of the next step of next generation type of sunscreen. So it was really amazing to have them, especially just before summer. It was just perfect timing. Even though uh, sunscreen podcast, you can do any time of the year because you should be wearing sunscreen every day of the year. But yeah. <laughs> Just like you had to catch yourself there. I had to catch myself there. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I had a chance to interview Eva Matthews, who's the founder of Ultraviolet. And yeah, and it was extremely interesting because we really delve into, you know, we, we of course talked about different products, et cetera. But what we initially talked about is how the, what is a next gen type of sunscreen brand? Like what does it take to become that one? And how does it, how how sunscreen basically evolved from the last 15 years, you know? So yes, we know that, you know, we don't have anymore that sticky feeling that brands, you know, they they tend to have now formulation that you know, penetrates a bit bit better the skin, doesn't like smell too much. It layers good, like with different products, et cetera. So that was the first step. But now I feel like there's a new wave of sunscreen 
were really, uh, you know, they, they take into account every single thing, like how you apply makeup after, uh, does it really layer with any type of moisturizer? And also finally, trying to develop a typical sunscreen for a typical skin condition to our skin concern. Because before that, you know, we would just put like either a light SPF on top of our moisturizer or something a bit heavier. And ultraviolet, I think they've been extremely smart um, and they have amazing products because they uh, have like different consistency, different textures, you know, and I really think that it's not about basically saying, oh, four combinations, you know, for dry skin, because again, it doesn't mean anything, but really the textures, when you feel them, they're very different from one product to another, but they all contain the same type of protection, uh, which is like very high. It's an Australian brand. So, you know, they're really taking like sun protection close to the heart. And it's also full of antioxidants and other like key ingredients that are very beneficial for their skin. Mm-hmm. And what I loved also about ultraviolet, speak, when, when speaking to, to Ava, is that they tested all their products in a normal skincare regime. So they, they didn't just like, you know, test it on top of a skin and then see what happened. Okay, yeah, it stays well. That's it. You know, the, the sunscreen is working. We're going to sell it. They actually incorporated in a skincare regime where people were using a hydrating serum and a moisturizer and then an SPF and making sure that, you know, this mid-layer... There wasn't like, pilling and stuff. Exactly. Between a moisturizer and a makeup would stay perfectly on the skin and you wouldn't experience any type of peeling, et cetera, which I think was very smart too. And and no, and, and I think it was uh, it was great uh, to, to, to speak to her. It was amazing to see, you know, how you can, again, create, you know, a specific sunscreen with a, uh, with a specific texture and with specific ingredients to a certain uh, skin type or skin condition. We really talked about that. We talked also, you know, Megs, uh, about the tone of the voice of the brand. I think they're, they're, they're really good too because they, yeah, they are. incentivize, you know, the younger generation to apply sunscreen, but not in a, in a you know, in a fear. Like they don't play with your fear. They're not like, oh, you know, there's like that amount of cancer every year. They're like, dude, you have to apply sunscreen every day. You know, they have really Yeah, it's voice. very specific the way that they talk to their customer. And I think, um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they're they're trying to hit a younger generation that, younger generations do know about putting on SPF now. Like, Oh, Megs, my sister, Glaffy, who's 12 years old, she's religious about sunscreen. And I think TikTok is doing an amazing job for that because everyone is talking about the skincare regime and how sunscreen is important. And she really used religiously as sunscreen every single day. Every Which morning. one does she use? Uh, I think she's using a La Roche-Posay one. You know, like the TikTok generation, 12 years old, they love like Inky List, uh, CeraVe, oh, yeah. La Roche-Posay. You know, it's like all those different brands and products. It's quite it's funny so when I go good. to a bathroom. It's so good. I mean, go. TikTok, like don't get me started on some of the TikTok trends about like crazy massaging your face for with an oil for five minutes to get rid of whatever. But like, you know, there is some good education going on and there's a lot of dermatologists guys. We're on TikTok. Please follow us. We're really trying. (laughs) I mean, we didn't even plan to mention it, but please follow us on TikTok. We're trying to educate you on things and be a little bit more fun. And I know it's like, you know, in like a bunch of moms and in like Hollywood, we're, we're trying to do TikTok and stuff and everyone's like, Oh, really? But I think that we have some good content on there. So Please follow. I think us. so too. We're we getting better at Instagram, but you know, but no, there is, I follow, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time on TikTok. I follow a lot of skincare stuff. My entire feed is skincare. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was the last episode. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and that was the last episode. I'm using the serum from them, the one with the orange top. Although I need to try the one that's kind of for sensitive skin because that's the one that I think is actually for me, but I just have to go buy it because yeah. Yeah. After, you know, it's a, uh, it's a preference thing too with sunscreen. I feel. And their lip stuff. I'm obsessed with their lip balm. It has SPF in it. And you guys really, really need to be wearing um, uh, lip balms and stuff that have SPF because your lips are very delicate. And especially the the skin just around your lips is super um, sensitive to pigmentation, et cetera, and conditions like melasma. Um, mm-hmm. So be wearing, yeah, be wearing an SPF on your, on your lips. And theirs is really nice. They have nice colors. So that was it. That yeah, was season two. Do you know good. what? It was there. We had some incredible people. We had some amazing people. And honestly, season three looks is looking like so good too. Like I'm so excited for it. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like we've gotten the groove of it now. You know, we kind of yeah. know, we know how it goes because obviously, I mean, we weren't podcasters by trade, you guys. So. Oh my God. The first one, I don't even want to listen to the first one I did. I know. But yeah. I think we got better for sure. It was good. Yeah. I've, I, the Argentum, it was Argentum. I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you guys, uh, you can go back. Uh, season three isn't launching for a couple of weeks. We will announce that launch date shortly. Just follow us on social media. And in the meantime, we're going to be pulling some of our favorite clips and things from season two, because again, there was so much content. Um, there's, is it 13, 14 now episodes uh, that you can go back and listen to. So exactly. So if any episodes spark any interest in you, make sure to listen to them. And I think that's it. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for your support for the season. And uh, we can't wait to have you back for season three. Yeah. See you soon, guys. In the meantime, find us on TikTok. Bye. (laughs) Find us on TikTok, exactly. (laughs) 